Donkey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh, It's a Podcast presents Podcast and Future 2017 and beyond to 2018. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your host, Noah. Do you think it's possible that we didn't spend enough time workshopping that name way back when? No, I'm pretty sure we came up with it while we were doing uh, this. Is it is it a little cumbersome? I love it. I love reading it out mm-hmm. loud. It sounds weird, but I love reading it with all the parentheses and shit and the ellipses, exclamation point. Um, this is our. Guard. I was thinking this is our most uh, unconnected podcast of anything. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like um, an Oscar thing, sure, right? So, which I I wrap the bests of into that and yeah. the worst of. Um, it's not, uh, like, even, like, B-sides or Oscar Golden Globes, Golden Globe. This is, like, the most random one that we do. It's just the year. It is. It's just looking back on the year and looking ahead to the next. So, this is a podcast, as I just kind of explained. We pick three things we think you guys might have missed last year, and three things that we're looking forward to this year. And since 2017 was a, a shit show mm. in many respects, uh, this is going to be interesting. I had a hard time picking three things people might have missed. I'm very satisfied with my three. I don't know. I'm satisfied now, uh-huh. um, but it was difficult for me to think of some stuff. Um, and 2018 was a lot of fun, although, again, it was, I said this to you, it was very TV and movie heavy. Yeah. Uh, just because there's not a lot of albums that I... I looked up to see if Anderson Pac had an album coming out because that would have been on my list. Yeah. But there's nothing confirmed. And I was going to put Kanye, but I put that before and I didn't listen to his last one yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm waiting. So I'm like, I feel like I should listen to that one before I put I'm excited for his next one on here. Sure. So And there's no, there's no guarantee. Maybe you hate Life of Pablo so much that you, you just turn around. Can't imagine I will. But I... But... And there's also no guarantee it'll come out. Sure. Before we get started... Uh, even though I do think we'll, we'll keep this pretty quick, uh, I do want to do something we started last year mm. per Joe Rupel's suggestion Big Joe. of, uh, what did you say? Big Joe. <laughs> cup of Joe. <laughs> See, that's good. Um, God, I just need my weekly cup of Joe. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, we do prediction reflection. Where oh. We look up stuff that we did this last year, um, and I have our picks from last year. Okay. Uh, we also did this last year. We looked at 2015 and see what okay. But last year, I'm going to alternate the yeah. three things that we picked as we were most looking forward to in 2017, and we're going to see how they stacked up. Cool. Okay? Uh, do you have any guesses about um, what you picked? I don't know. I've, uh, I know there's one thing that I think I've picked twice uh, that has you come through zero times. <laughs> do you have it again this year? Not exactly. Okay. <laughs> It'll come up. Okay. It's uh, it's it, on my list. But it's actually the perhaps first Perhaps not in the way you might expect. It's actually the first thing. Okay. I, but we're thinking about the same thing. Uh-huh. The first thing that you were, like, it was the third most thing you were looking forward to yes. last year was the release of The Winds of Winter. Yes. Is um, that in the ballpark of what you were thinking? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is what I was thinking. I'm going to abstain sure, from my reflection have it coming because back. it will come up later. Sure. Uh, Noah's <clears throat> But I have said, reflected on this topic. He has said it would be this year, and Noah was holding him to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not. Nah. I put, uh, for my third most anticipated thing, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Okay. Uh, good pick. Which came out just in the nick of time. Yeah. But uh, something that's been very much <laughs> debated, mm-hmm. as we talked with Cup of Joe yeah. um, for a while, about uh, the reception of it, and he was playing devil's advocate 
if he's never going to listen to this, he was playing. We could have both agree. He was he was just to push the argument, uh-huh. taking the other side, just to see how we'd, I think, we'd react. I think he was to there him. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we thought it was terrific. Yeah. Wonderful. Big fan. Don't know why. Every, I, I know why people are upset. I don't know why everyone's upset. Yeah. Um, and it's also a huge hit. You, just because it didn't grow $700 million in yeah. North America doesn't mean shit. Uh, but I was looking forward to that, and that paid off. Yeah. Um, look for Ryan Johnson, that movie. Yeah. Your number two mm. was a movie as well. You have any idea what it was? Uh, no. It was a little movie called Suburbicon. Uh, whoops. <laughs> 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 that was the that was the thing you were anticipating the second most of the whole year. You were anticipating that mm-hmm. so much. Well, that movie was great on paper. Yeah, that's what you said on paper. It's, I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe the script was as bad as it ended up being. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that was uh, Cohen's Clooney. Yeah. At that time, Josh Brolin. Turns out he was cut out of it. Yeah. Uh, Damon. <laughs> Josh Brolin Jul- would save that movie. Julian Moore. No, he would get not. some. Uh, Julian Moore. Uh, Oscar Isaac for a pa- just a moment. Yeah, it turned out, but uh, 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 and the premise was in the 1950s, um, uh, a failed or a um, disastrous break-in, something like that, mm. leads a small sub- like suburban couple to like blackmail and sabotage. It was all intriguing. Yeah. Turns out it was um, something much more um, dumb, dumb and uh, boring, racially, and racially misguided. <laughs> just right on which, the just right on the side. Which is a uh, talk about uh, more in a later podcast in more depth, <laughs> probably. Yeah. But uh, nah, that was uh, that was terrible. I'm yeah. bad at these. My uh, number two most anticipated, and you're actually number one most anticipated, were the same. Uh, and it was Fargo season three, ah. which turned out pretty okay. Yeah, sure. It's very uh, enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Uh, on Fargo standards, uh, still I thought a down year. But, well, uh, sure. It on, was uh, nowhere near as good as one and two. On TV standards, uh, it was still pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Plus it had uh, Michael Stuhlbarg. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> Stuhlbarg! And my most anticipated thing from last year was uh, activism. Okay. In the political realm, mm-hmm. which worked out <laughs> you pretty got serious. On the worked end. out pretty okay for us. Yeah. Well, this we did this like right before. That's true. The, uh, the thing. Um, we're doing this one right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this right in the middle, uh, which worked out pretty okay. We had yeah. some elections come our way. People have been fired. <laughs> Steve Bannish is out of everywhere. Can, yeah. Isn't that crazy? We didn't talk about that yet. Breitbart and SiriusXM. I guess Seth Rogen can do interviews there now. But I mean, oh, so they still have Breitbart. No, I know, but he's out of Breitbart. Yeah. It's just he that left the White make House. Breitbart better. No, I know, no, no. But I'm just saying, it's just kind of like poetic justice because yeah. he like left the White House and was like, fine, Breitbart will be no, mine it, again. It's good. It's good. It's good that he's gone. I'm just saying, like, I, I hope Seth Rogen stays away still. From serious? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and we still got a lot of stuff to to do. But it was a. Uh, it yeah, seemed to. Who, which one? <laughs> Stephen Miller? Stephen, sure. Fuck Stephen Miller, too. We're recording live from a shithole nation. Um, Not one of the ones that he mentioned. Nah, but it's still not great. Just one in general. It's a rough patch. So we're going to go alternate between Mm -hmm. uh, the the three things that you missed from three to one. So the most thing... I don't know how to... How to put that into words? It's everyone, the most everyone thing gets you it. missed. 
is number one. Um, and as always, I have a bunch listed here. I have picked three, uh-huh. but I will name my uh, my Mister. Do you just want to name the missed possibilities? Uh, I don't and, have any missed possibilities. No. Nah. First three, best three. That's what I got. Okay. Well, mine that I almost picked, and you can comment on it, that I okay. thought was under the radar, uh, the movie Band-Aid by Zoe Lister-Jones. Sure. Uh, the movie Happy Death Day, uh-huh. which we thought was delightful. Um, the show, and uh, the just, I put Jake Tapper in general. You guys, I don't think enough people pay attention to him during interviews. He's crazy good th- at it. I think Jake Tapper is probably on the... Mm. On the big national list. That's why I didn't pick him. Uh, and uh, Vagabond, who's a singer that I discovered. Right. Um, but uh, no, go ahead with your third most missed whatever. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to uh, piggyback off of your list and go to my actual list and say Big Mouth. Oh! <laughs> television show from Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about uh, children uh, masturbating, largely, okay. is the premise. Well, all right, let's... I need... Let's... <laughs> An animated show. Yes, it's an animated show from John not, Mulaney and not Nick Kroll. Just, not just children masturbating. <laughs> sure, there's a big monster in it. He also masturbates. Right, but I, I just mean like it's uh, not just a show about like human children masturbating. <laughs> no, that's true. It's an yeah, animated would, comedy show a, uh, about the struggles of puberty. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just buried deep in their catalog. Yeah. <laughs> it's under like international <laughs> cult films. Because you watched The Office UK. It's under... <laughs> oh, it's under wow. the it's like another guy here, like international, like like um, black and white silent. Mm. <laughs> Just this one really graphic porn. <laughs> it's the one no one goes into. Uh, but yeah, and it's uh, a lot of a lot of people I think found it off putting because of how. Uh, just frank it is, and how uh, how upfront it is about what it uh, what it what it is like for children going through puberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, I, found, I found the just the the honesty and the upfrontness of the show, just like sh- shockingly interesting, uh, and probably the funniest thing I watched all year, movie or TV. Really? Uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think. Well, no, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, I'm looking at my I movie think list I'd, now to see if that's accurate. I think I laughed more throughout that show. I mean, it's hard, though, for movies, because they're, like, a fifth of the length of Big Mouth, but... Yeah. So it's, like, the laugh ratios. But, I don't know. I'm if just, Thor I'm, Ragnarok was, like, eight hours long... Yeah, I, I thought about Thor for a second, but yeah. I still, uh, I'm still... I'm still sticking sticking with Big Mouth. All right. Uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll are an amazing team together. Yeah, they are. Uh, it is, a. Uh, John Mulaney, I thought, was also just like a surprisingly like good, uh, like voice actor. Mm-hmm. Nick Nick Kroll is like an outstanding like character guy. He can do a bunch of different voices, and I think he voices like two thirds of the show. Yeah, um, and uh, pretty sure he plays the puberty monster, which uh, I think so. Is, he plays uh, his, um, John Mulaney's puberty monster. Right. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't Maya play plays Maya the other Yeah. Yeah. He plays Maurice <clears throat> the hormone monster. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Coach got Steve. The Coach Steve thing was the only uh, the the only knock I think I have on the show. Mm. Not the strongest character. No. Every other character is tied for second strongest. Uh, but it was it was really uh, really fucking funny and really fucking interesting and uh, very bold for Netflix. <laughs> Yes, it was it was very very shocking. Um, 
upon watching it. We we kept thinking that they you can't like make this in. I don't care if you draw mm-hmm. this and have like adult comedi- comedians voice it. You can't have like a girl just talking to her vagina and like show her vagina. It's just it's it's very strange. It almost feels like we are watching something that we got like bootlegged and be like, this is a show that they like banned in Finland. You yeah. have to see it. It's funny. It felt like a thing, like, we shouldn't be watching this. I don't think anybody should. Just but on Netflix. Yeah, but it was, like, mass-produced with a bunch of funny people, and the cast is all amazing. There's, of you, course. you just go to the Wikipedia page, there's just a, a, a huge list of people that I know and love. So, yeah, that's a good choice. It almost made my list. My number three thing that you guys need to catch up on is Darren Aronofsky's mother. Yeah! Uh, this <laughs> Notorious for... Um, having an F cinema score because people came in thinking, oh, like a horror drama with Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. and like, no, no, no. and like this Aronofsky guy might be, it might be a little weird. Yeah. This won't be strange. <laughs> this won't be a weird thing. Uh, but it was. It was the weirdest movie of the year, and uh, just a mass, just a masterclass of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, is whatever you want to think of, like. Oh, it's allegory heavy, and when you get the symbolism, it's pretty straightforward in what it's telling. So, like, you can think like it's not creative story wise, but when it get and it's very frustrating because you don't know what's going. The first hour is very frustrating mm. because she's such a she's not petty, but she like lets it all happen. Yeah, she's kind of a pushover. Yeah, so when she's walking around going, "No, please," you're just like fucking yell at them, tell yeah. them to stop. It, like when when you start talking and like Michelle Pfeiffer just walks away, just go after. Don't mo- just be like no. <laughs> Motherfuckers keep just getting up on our counter. Oh, that fucking counter. <laughs> They're like, we'll just sit here. No, stop. Please don't. And Jennifer Lawrence's like voice. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. Um, Why wouldn't they get off their counter? Uh, well, because they were, they were, they were greedy. Ev- everyone that sat on her counter was the uh, worst villain of 2017. It's a symbolism to... That's a category. It's a symbolism for uh, just, like, whatever, like top pollution. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, um, it's Jennifer Lawrence's best performance ever, in my opinion. And when you get to the chaotic level, and it's you realize it's not going to be a normal movie, because mm-hmm. for that first, like, 45 minutes, you're thinking, okay, this is just, like, a weird but normal movie, and it will be normal and then it just switches and th- and it, it's a slow build more people coming like this is weird and then more people and then everything happens that I won't say and the camera being solely framed on her for the most part uh, makes the sound design fucking brilliant and the visuals I don't know how they did everything and made it seem like a cohesive scene where she's just moving from room to room and things keep escalating it's insane and the baby, and it's insane, and I don't want to give anything away, but you all should see it and just experience it, even if you don't like it. It's an experience. Watch it. Turn the lights off. If you're squeamish, maybe don't watch the end. Like, ah. as, like as soon as she has... Take that yeah, end. As soon as she has a baby, just be like, I might not want to look, and you'll know, but be like, I might not want to pay attention mm. in a little bit, but... Just turn the lights out, sit there, and just let it wash over you. I mean, even if you hate it, you've just sat through something that you don't normally see in cinema. And that's the, kind of the point. Um, and it's crazy. Now I'm sweating. I, it's hot. In the I loved Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Aronofsky is back. Everyone misses sometimes. It's fine. <laughs> and scarved more than ever. <laughs> he wears a lot of scarves. He seems like a scarf wearer. And it's probably it's not making my ten, so I wanted to talk All about right. it. Uh, 
It's a 12 right now. It's a... Uh, it might make mine. It's real good. Yeah, it's 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 really quite something. Your number two thing right. that people might have missed. I uh, so I uh, I tried to pick one from uh, every different arena. Uh, I've got uh, I've got my TV show. This is my movie. Uh, was a uh, every arena. Well, every uh, three different arenas. Gosh, I guess I mean, there, it's so there like, are it's, there it's are just, more. No, it's just it's very nice. You put the thought into it. Um. And I picked The Little Hours, uh, which is a comedy film about a group of nuns uh, in a convent uh, hiding... Um, Dave Franco. Yeah, hiding Dave <laughs> he's Franco. He's just playing himself, Who's, isn't he? Uh, Is he not just playing himself? I think he's playing like a, a medieval version of himself. Yeah, but I just mean yeah. like, I could see Dave Franco like five years ago like, sneaking around being like, I slept with this guy's wife, you gotta hide me, and people being like, okay, Dave Franco. Yeah. Um, and what uh, what stuck out so much for me about The Little Hours is that uh, I I feel I feel like there's a, it was just such a, it was such a, like, different kind of comedy. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that, like, uh, like a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of modern comedy, and this uh, this isn't like a criticism of modern comedy. Because I feel like this is true of any era of comedy. Uh, it's all, uh, it's a lot of it is uh, very fundamentally similar. There are a lot of uh, a lot of the same sort of uh, beats and ideas and things that sort of draw uh, a lot of the uh, funniest shows and movies that we watch together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this. Uh, so, there was something about the little hours that just felt like so completely fresh, uh, like something that I had not watched before, or at least in a very long time. Uh, that was just like kind of kind of amazing to me that this uh, that this this thing, which is made up of like a lot of the uh, a lot of the players of modern comedy. Like maybe not uh, maybe not the big shots, like but Kate like uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's, like yeah, Dave her, Franco's it's around, Seth Rogen, it's Seth Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim <The> Pillars, Carrey. <laughs> the pillars of comedy. Yeah, but like uh, like Aubrey Plaza's, uh, she was uh, Parks and Rec is the show. <laughs> she's she's around that, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other woman whose name Allison Brie, uh, Community. Mm-hmm. She's uh, they Jemima. all. Yeah, they all have they all have ties, Girls. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have another example sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <in your name. laughs> I I guess Jemima on its own isn't enough. Uh, Jemima Kirk, right, the yeah. British girl. Yeah. Girls. <laughs> the yeah. worst one that wasn't Lena or Marnie or yeah, okay, <laughs> it's the second it's the second best, best one. one. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, <boy>. What a <laughs> anywho. Can I say something real quick? Please. The Critics' Choice Awards, uh, Titus Burgess presented with Allison Williams, uh-huh. and they did a bit that would be like, just like skin crawlingly, like just awkward and forced. Uh-huh. If it wasn't for Titus, okay. So they went up there and she's like, "Titus, I'm such a big fan of yours. I'm bringing sure it's amazing." And everyone claps and he's like, "Thank you." And she goes, "You know, I've we'd never I just met you five minutes ago, but if you want, I'm going up to to my parents' house upstate. If you want to go." 
and everyone laughs, you know, because it's her character from Get Out. Do you get it? Yeah. Great. So <laughs> so then Titus gets that look on his face. He's like, I'm not going. To, I saw Get Out like everybody else. I was Williams. I'm not going anywhere with you. And he did this. And he and he had this furrowed brow. And uh-huh. he like stepped away from her like that the entire time. And I'm like, that's how you play a comedy bit. Like it was just if anyone else was standing there, it uh-huh. would not work, and it would just be an awful bit. But Titus like just put his Titus face on and then went after the bit. And I was like, yes. And- uh, as you were explaining the setup, like it didn't occur to me mm. where it was going. I thought they were making a Brian Williams joke. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think she would have gone out there and done that. Brian Williams. No, Brian Williams isn't. You're thinking of Matt Lauer? No. Brian Williams with the lying. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, we're way past Brian yeah, Williams I was like, at what this is, point. It was so funny because now with the scandals going on, I'm like, what did Brian Williams do? <laughs> yeah, he, he lied about being in 9 11 or listen, whatever. Listen, it's fine. Brian Williams, we got to hold on to him because yeah. he didn't do anything. Brian Williams, as, you're back. As, as far as the host, world's good concerned. Morning America. Yeah. Welcome with open arms. <laughs> we'll we'll take what we can get. That's right. <sighs> Just like Matt Lauer. So, um. <laughs> Lock the <go> doors! <laughs> Wait, no, I got it. I have a button. I was watching Captain Underpants last night. Naturally. You know what? Be quiet. Um, and uh, you brought it. Up. And he, there's a button on his desk that he pushes and it locks the doors. Oh dear. And they God. go and they go. That looks like an expensive door. And he's like, Yeah, well, it was either that or the or the uh, the music and arts program. <laughs> so I went with the door. <laughs> and it was a good line. But as soon as he did that, it was like it was like this really cartoon dramatic door. I was yeah. just like, Ugh. <laughs> That's my reaction. I've read the news. Yeah. <laughs> Got to edit your script. Yeah. Anyway, go. Um, you're doing yes, a little hours. Uh, yes, the little hours <laughs> starring Brian Williams. Um, no, it was just a. I mean, just that was that was a, that was it. It was such just a a, a refreshing and a bright comedy. Yeah. Very funny. It uh, is. It is funny. I didn't uh, like it as much as you. It is very funny. I'm surprised to say that you think that it was so unique because it it seems like that kind of like indie weird comedy that I do see from time to time like uh, not like Joshy who is the same director uh-huh. but just like that kind of like um, a bunch of like low key funny people um, do what they want it is very it is uh, very broad they, they scream and they're yeah. angry at people and that I find that, that I do agree with you with but like the irreverency of it I've seen before in indie comedies but it was very well done. It was it's a very enjoyable movie, so it's a good pick. And if you do want something different, because this is, wasn't a great year for your on-screen comedy, so if you do want something different, uh, that's a good choice. Uh, my number two... All right, this is where I'm going to deviate from noise. I'm not going to have a lot of input here. Cool. Uh, my number two is the Viceland television show, Jesus and Miro. Um, just ignoring... Just what's going on with Vice? I'm talking about Vice Land, <laughs> not Vice. Vice Land. Um, Different. Yeah, the important. one that I in my head imagine Spike Jones solely runs, um, not the awful people at Vice News. Anyway, um, it's a it's a talk show. These these two comedians from the Bronx, uh, Daniel Baker, who's Jesus Nice, and uh, his partner Joel Martinez, who's the Kid Miro. And they're two guys from the heart of the Bronx, uh, BX all day. They're very proud of where they come from. And they skew, they just comment on the news and on uh, random videos online. But it's more so in this very awful year that we've had in general. When they are able to knock the administration and 
Trump and what he does, but they do it in their kind of no holds barred, as if you like walked onto the street and just started talking with someone, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Whereas on Twitter, it has to be like either like very topical, whereas they can just go at them. Uh, it's very enjoyable, and it feels like a weight being lifted that they they can make fun of him like this, and they don't care, and and all this kind of stuff. And they're really fun, and they've really great dynamic together. They get some really good guests, and who they. Uh, have you know the the like the five minute six minute bits that they show on their shows whatever but they they release the full ones online that are like 11 60 minute long conversations with these people um it's great and they're they're becoming bigger and bigger they were just in new york magazine they're one of the new yorkers of the year um they were in rolling stone they're they're becoming more and more of a thing i think we're going to be hearing more about them and uh they're uh, wonderfully enjoyable. They do a show every night, and it's uh, it's quite a nice break, and it it brings levity to a lot of awful situations. I do uh, I do see that show far less often than you do, but uh, I uh, I will parrot your endorsement. They are very good. Uh, it is uh, it is le- it is uh, less of a thing that I could take in. Uh, like once a day, every day, right? Um, but uh, seeing the uh, the bits and pieces here and there that I do, I could uh, I could certainly agree. They're they're very good. And uh, and I, I said the last stuff about the political bits when they just do random news topics and mm. videos. It's also very enjoyable. I showed you that sex robot thing. Sure, that was wonderful. Um, but enough about Big Mouth. But enough about <laughs> enough about sex robots. <laughs> enough about Brian Williams. <laughs> Who is he hurting? Well, the <laughs> they're robots. Yeah, no one talks about the second button Matt Lauer had that just activated the sex robot. <laughs> it was the door button and then the sex robot button, and it, came, it looked like a painting, mm. and then it just came out of the painting and was because <laughs> he also liked to be scared. Yeah, it, <laughs> it didn't look like a human. It just looked like a you know like a robot from like the fifties. Yeah, like it was a, a painting head. of the scream. It's like no, it's like a box head antennas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like claws it's for just, arms. It's just, just Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> oh, that skirt and a little feather duster. <laughs> he was into it. But enough about Brian Williams. Um, what's, is, you're on your last one, right? Yes. What's your, what is the thing that people missed the most that they All need right. to catch up on? Uh, this is a... I'm going to uh, deviate even farther away from you. Ooh, can I guess? Give me a hint. <laughs> okay, it's a podcast. Okay, is it is it is it the only one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Okay, Pro- I, I won't. Probably. It's, should I uh, should I guess? Or do you want to say it? I'll say it. Okay, go ahead. And you, you tell me if your guess is right. Uh, the podcast is called Pack Your Knives. No. All right. But you did just tell me about it. That's it a did. recent thing for it you, is. isn't it? Yes. Holy shit! Uh, it's number one already. Yeah. Well, this. I. I mean, I. I went less in the numerical order, though. I do think this is the thing that people are the least likely uh, to have encountered. Ooh, that's what my number one is. Uh, but it's also the most niche thing. And can I say, I also did three separate things. Ah. I did a movie TV show and then something else. Very cool. Didn't re- didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> just happened. I guess I just think so, in a more variety of ways. Sure, some of us have to try to be perfect. <laughs> oh, God. It's so it's just, just, just such a burden doing everything right. And so Pack Your Knives is a, uh, is a Top Chef podcast. Hosted by two uh, prominent NBA writers, Tom Haverstrow and Kevin Arnovitz. Should they call it Pack Their Podcast? If they were on this network, it'd be called Pack Your Podcast. Yes. Uh, A Top Chef Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they call it. 
we're, we're working on it. I'm talking to their people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Come under the Oh, it's a podcast umbrella. We're always happy to have them. Um, and yeah, and these uh, these two uh, these two guys who uh, I uh, I hear on uh, NBA related podcasts often mm-hmm. uh, are both uh, avowed Top Chef fans, uh, and they do a a weekly recap podcast. Uh, talking about Top Chef as in depth as uh, modern NBA analysts do, they uh, they have stats. They did a fantasy draft after the first episode, uh, so they keep track of uh, they keep track of their teams. They have uh, both past winners and current contestants as guests on their show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a uh, they had a whole episode before the season started just. Uh, detail to the two of them uh, going back and like talking about Top Chef and their favorite winners and like things part like different trends and competitions they've noticed and like ways to how to how to perform better on the show why some people would go on the show at all uh, you occasionally have like uh, like big deal successful chefs yeah uh, you're like what do you what are you, what are you doing? You're you're coming and living in a uh, living in a house and bunk beds with a bunch of people for a few months, like for for what exposure? You made it already, uh, and it's uh, if you if you like Top Chef at all, it's like it's like become my current favorite podcast. Uh, every uh, every 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 week, I look forward to it a great deal, uh, and it's just it's so uh, it's so great, and I think. Uh, like Tom Haberstroh is fine. Uh, Kevin Arnovitz is uh, is terrific, just as a uh, as a uh, a guest. I guess he's a host. Are now, you saying Kevin Arnovitz or Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years? Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years. Okay, and are you talking about Fred Savage or Daniel Stern? No, I'm talking David Stern. Oh, you look confused. Daniel Stern did the. Uh... Narration. Okay. The I show was the Wonder Years. The show was narrated by an adult Kevin. Uh huh. Talking, kind of talk, going through his experiences as a sure. child. So Fred Savage played him as a child, okay. and then the voiceover would be Daniel Stern from Home Alone. I always assumed they Home just Alone pitched it down. No. Okay. <laughs> it's a different dude. Who? So say what you said again. So I always assumed they just pitched it down. So mm. they had Fred Savage uh, doing the voiceover. Just with like a and then, just like a clearly <laughs> fake deep voice. Yeah. It sounded like this. Yeah, he's calling himself in sick to school. <laughs> nice. Which I'm sure was the plot of an episode. Uh, um, bash the Wonder Years. <laughs> People love that. That's just Winnie? A, that's a thing Winnie? with kids. Winnie, yeah. Winnie? Winnie Cooper? Ooh, is it Winnie Cooper? Did you just pull that out? I don't know. Uh, Winnie. Yeah, Winnie Cooper's a thing. Yeah. Gwendolyn Cooper. So yeah, uh, if you if you have uh, any interest in Top Chef at all, yeah. uh, certainly if you're following this season, which I think has been a very good season, uh, I would uh, cannot recommend Pack Your Knives highly enough. Cool. Where, also, where, where can they find it? I feel like if if you're gonna give something obscure, um, I just do you know what network it's on? No, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, could, could wherever be, wherever could be. Oh, it's a podcast. It could be wherever wherever you get podcasts. Just search Pack Your Knives. Wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, I would al- I would also say uh, if you have a a a, a moderate to severe interest in uh, the NBA, uh, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> 
to check out modern Pacific. Yeah, like I guess like a, ca- a casual basketball fan probably doesn't give a shit. Right. But uh, if you're kind of into it, it could it could be worth checking out just because it's amusing. Uh, right. The, to hear this other thing talked about. And so if you're a fan of both, basketball, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be number one on your uh, your list of what, three things. Whatever this is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just want to interrupt for a moment, please. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm done, so you're not interrupting. Great, go on. Shut up. Um, what time is it in Hawaii currently? Who on earth knows? Uh, Google knows. It's eight fifty-one. Cool. So uh, about forty-five minutes ago, uh huh. Everyone in Hawaii, I guess, got an alert on their phone. Uh huh. That said. Emergency alert, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. I see. So a, a congressman, and now CNN, uh-huh. has posted a thing saying there is no missile threat, according to the Hawaii Office of Emergency Management. Uh-huh. Um, ignore that. That was a mistake. Uh-huh. Which is a big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. a lot of people are, are, would I'd be sobbing and mm. running, and it would that, that is just that's gonna be a fine. That is, who I mean, that is a just hefty fine. The that. worst news. Although I feel like oh a lot of people God. would get that in Hawaii and be like, why did they hit us? They can hit anywhere apparently. But Hawaii's closest, wasn't it? Yeah, it's close. Oh, you think it would just be to just get one out before we yeah. can knock it down? Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, that, someone, that would certainly be my thought if I was in Hawaii. So this congressman, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, told Jake Tapper that uh, it is... Uh, uh, she spoke to authorities. Uh, alert was inadvertent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some garbage. Well, uh, Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Whoever, uh, whoever did that uh, should probably move. <laughs> in, into the ocean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underground, I just when yeah. uh, we kill and eat them. <laughs> that is the worst thing Jesus ever. <laughs> anyway, I think Hawaii should get a day, two days yeah, off. Hawaii should get like a, just everyone yeah. can go home, change your pants. Yeah, and we'll resume. Uh, we'll resume on Monday. That's, well, uh, I mean, it's the weekend anyway. How about Wednesday? Sure, yeah. It's a long weekend for yeah. everyone. It's like, a, it's like a federal holiday. It happened on Saturday, but you're already Go on off. vacation. Maybe somewhere tropical. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> Maybe somewhere cold. <laughs> come, That's everywhere hey, but here. Come here. Come to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any missile alerts. <laughs> and we're cold. Yeah. Uh, back to the countdown. And the pineapple's worse. Sorry about that. My <laughs> And the pineapple's worse, yeah. Um, my number one thing that you missed was a podcast i discovered this year on the earwolf network called rana and beverly this came to me last minute but i as soon as i thought of it i said i have to put it on this is this is a podcast by uh two comedian improviser actresses jessica chafin and jamie denbo they play um 60 something jewish mothers from boston who have written a self-help book called You Do a Little Better Next Time, A Guide to Marriage and Remarriage for Jewish Singles. It says Jewish in the name, but it's for everyone. And so they use that as a basis for going to comedy clubs and comedy festivals. And they act like they're doing an advice thing, and they interview someone and ask them questions about the relationship. But in actuality, it's a comedy show. So it's it's a good like idea to have it under the guise of like a, an ever-expanding book tour. They're doing public appearances. But they... 
Rana, Marlene Glickman, and Beverly Ginsburg, formerly Khan, it was also Frisch at one point, um, they light up my life. I've not been the same since I found this podcast. I listened to almost every episode. I, they stopped in June for a hiatus. I think it's because Jamie Dembo is uh, creating a show for Lifetime. Um, I wish that they would come back. There's a lot of stuff that happened that I would like their uh, input on. Um, but they're funny. They have deep backstories. They've been doing this since like 2009, like 2008. They've been doing these characters. It's like ingrained in them. And so they're so rich and full of history, and they have such a rapport, and it's all improvised. And it, the specificity, and they're both Jewish, the actresses, so the characters are really rooted in um, just, like, cornerstones of, like, common Judaism. Um, and they're a joy, and they're a joy with the, with the people that they interview. Um, and it's just such a delight. It like makes me feel better just thinking about them. It has such a visceral impact on me. And it's a podcast that's not for everyone. <clears throat> Although you have not, we have not given it a proper try for you. But it's a podcast. I'm not sure that's true. No, it's true. It's okay. a podcast that's not for everyone. Uh, but if it is for you and it gets to you, then it hits you like a fucking train. It's just like you're done. If, if it works for you, then that's it. It's over. You're with them for life. So. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, pick a character. Uh, pick a celebrity that you like that they've interviewed. Listen to that episode, um, especially if you know someone who's Jewish or been around Jewish people or just anybody. They're they're um, they're people from the East Coast who. Uh, it's there's nothing I can say about them that that is going to express how much I love them, and you you know that to be true. I do. Interesting that we both chose a podcast. Mm-hmm. I went on like a two month break for them, mm. from them, and I recently started, and I again can't stop listening to them. Sure, um, it's a problem. But they have also videos on YouTube, and the, uh, they're destined. These characters are destined for something. I don't know what it is, but they need a bigger platform. Mm. Um, but they're Robin wonderful. Beverly the movie. Yeah, I mean, no one would see it, but I'd, I'd see it five times. <laughs> yeah, no one fun. saw the little hours. It made my list still. That's true. Um, so you hear that, guys? You make a movie, you get on his list. The, uh, um, but in, in, in 2017, they were a lone bright spot, and they always are able to, I just feel more relaxed. When I listen to them, they're hilarious and true and honest, and their personalities are so detailed and specific, and uh, it's just pure art for me to listen to them. I don't know how they do it. Um... But that is what you guys missed, so... You so get on it. Get on it. Uh, I'm a Ron, I'm a Beverly. Okay, uh, Ron and Beverly, Earwolf Network. Anywhere you get podcasts, as Noah said. Sure. Alright, moving on. 2017? Out of here. Go away. 2018? Hello. Um, let's find out what it has in store. We picked the three things we're most looking forward to in 2018. This was a much longer list for me, because mm-hmm. there's a lot that I'm excited about. Um... I'm going to I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there now for my list. Yeah. Uh, only one of them is like an actual uh, thing. Uh, the other two are more ideas. Okay, <laughs> I I have things. Cool. <laughs> so so we're varied. That I, have, way. I have things on my list. Um, you what's the one thing? Is it a TV show? A movie? It's a movie. Okay, great. TV. So you don't have any TV shows? I don't. TV shows that I I, I don't have any either, but that I wrote down. Atlanta Robin season. Sure. 
Jessica Jones Season 2, a show called Kidding, um, that's going to be on Showtime, I believe, uh, with Jim Carrey, um, directed by Michelle Gondry, who directed him in Eternal Sunshine. Uh-huh. Uh, he plays a guy, Jeff, a.k.a. Mr. Pickles, an icon television, <clears throat> an icon of children's television, and uh, his personal life begins to implode and all this stuff. Uh, Catherine Keener will also be in it, who's also been in Michelle Gondry's movies, okay. and uh, Franklin Jella. And uh, I'm very excited. I hope it's good. If it's good, it's going to be fucking great. So I'm going for that. Um, not on your list, though. No, not on my list. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, supposed sure. to be this year. Coen yeah. Brothers Netflix anthology series. That'll be great. Uh, very into it. Maniac, which is also, that's got to be this year. A Netflix show... Um, uh, directed by uh, directed by Kerry Fukunaga, who did uh, True Detective season one and right. um, Beasts of No Nation, uh, and it revolves around the fantasy worlds of two patients in a mental institution. The trick is that those patients are Jonah Hill and Emma Stone in the first television series, so that could be cool. Um, Westworld season two, always excited for that. Mm. And I have some movies, so when I do movies, I'll tell you about the ones I didn't pick. Go ahead, no, what's your first cool. one? My first one, and uh, well, do you have any possible? Do you have any runner ups? Uh, runners, runners ups. No, once again, just still, uh, just a, a clean three. All right, fine. I love runner. I love talking about other stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the most anticipated movie, for me, is uh, this is very. I don't know what you're gonna say. Cloverfield 3. <laughs> oh, that is not what I... Well, that's not what I thought you were going to say, but that wasn't what was rolling around in my head um, before you spoke. Okay. And uh, obviously God not Particle actually Navy. Cloverfield 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's so, there's something about the Cloverfield movies. Uh, the first one uh, the first one I loved. It was a big thing. Lots of people loved it. Uh, it was a big thing uh, for us, yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, less of a big thing culturally. But uh, among the people who loved it, uh, I think uh, possibly even uh, more highly loved, because uh, it was, a, I think, probably better movie. Uh, and it just fucking came out of nowhere. Uh, God Particle, uh, uh, assuming that's what it ends up being called, uh, see, seems to be uh, not quite the same way. Uh, and that we theoretically know when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's coming out in like uh, two and a half months. Oh, I think that's changed. Again? Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm checking. We have no idea when this movie's coming out. Last I heard, it was April. Uh, I guess it's still April. Okay. Uh, it was originally going to be another movie. It was, it was actually filmed to be an entirely other movie, and then uh-huh. they took it and apparently added some things. <laughs> Squeezed to it. it. Yeah. Uh, or is that just what they would like you to believe? <laughs> Who the hell knows? Well, that's what Gugu said. She's like, I don't know what they're. I don't. She she said, I don't know how they're gonna make that a Cloverfield. Movie. Maybe she's part of it. She's in it. It's a good cast. Uh, it's a cast yeah. right up both of our alleys. Of course, go down the list. Gugu Mbathra, Daniel Bruhl, Chris O'Dowd, Zizi Zhang, David Oyelowo. There's a there's a lo- there's a lot of people uh, that I love in that list. Uh, I'm I'm finding more and more recently that I really like Daniel Bruhl. Elizabeth Debicki. Uh, you'll have to remind me who that is. She was in like ever. She was in Gatsby. She played the blonde, uh, okay. the, the dark hair who wasn't Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Uh, she was also in The Man from Uncle. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy. She played the gold woman. Okay. You'd recognize her. If you sure. 
Uh, Daniel Brule. But yeah, I just he's 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 become one of those guys. That, like whenever he pops up in a trailer, I'm like, oh, Daniel Brule's in this. And he was dope in, in uh, Civil War. Yeah, so. and he was really good in Rush. Yeah, what was his line in the Zookeeper's Wife that always made me laugh? Uh, in that trailer. Something about a little zoo. <laughs> Here you are in your little zoo. <laughs> Is that what? I, I, I know it was the words "little zoo." I don't know what the words around those were, uh, but yeah, there's just there's there's something about the uh, the Cloverfield franchise, such as it is, that is uh, it's like it's exciting, it's fun. It's not it's not going to be like the best movie, the right. best thing, but like it's uh, it's kind of the thing that I'm like happiest continues to exist. Okay, for sure. I can't find it. That's a shame. Um, okay, uh, mine is, I guess, I guess it's going to be my, uh, the more obscure movie. Okay. Um, which means I get to talk about, uh, well, first of all, do you know what Mary Queen of Scots is? Uh, no. It's a movie about Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. Um... <laughs> But that's not what's interesting about it. What's interesting about it is it stars David Tennant's in it. I'll just throw that at you. But okay. uh, it's two-hander uh-huh. is Margot Robbie as Queen Elizabeth yes. and as Mary Queen of Scots, Saoirse Ronan. Oh. That seems good. like a cool movie. That'll be on um, November. But Mission Impossible 6, because that series apparently can't make a bad movie anymore. Um, I bet they could. Uncle Drew. What is that movie? Do you know Uncle Drew? Uh-huh. The Kyrie Irving guy? Uh-huh. They're making a movie. I know. But do you know the cast? <laughs> no. So it's it's Lil Rel Howery is, I believe, the star of it. Okay. He's like the nephew of Uncle Drew. Ty- Kyrie Irving as Uncle Drew. Uh-huh. Nick Kroll, Shaq, um, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, all in, like, face stuff, I think. Uh-huh. I think they're playing Uncle old. Drew's friends. Yeah. Yeah. What is that movie gonna look like? It's not. It's not. It's not gonna be on my <laughs> list. Know. But I wanted to mention just what a shit show that could be. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just put that out there. It's gonna be a Pepsi commercial. But more so, this is a year of follow-ups, my friend. Uh-huh. Follow-ups. Uh-huh. Um, we get. Um, we get to. Uh, oh, what's his name? It's not Ryan Coogler, but it's. Uh, Damien Chazelle. I don't know why I got them confused. But Damien Chazelle followed first man. About the first man to walk on the moon, uh-huh. uh, who is uh, played by uh, Ryan Gosling. The Gaz. Right. But not just that. Uh, the <coughs> cast, Claire Foy, Corey Stoll, Kyle Chandler, Jason Clark. Uh, it's a dope cast. And, uh, and yeah, uh, Giselle's follow-up to La Land. Excited. Looking forward to it. Can he bounce back from the backlash? Um, I feel like he can, because that movie made a lot of money. And uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, which is based on the book by James Baldwin, which is um, Barry Jenkins, we're writing and directing follow-up to Moonlight, oh, is dear. coming out uh, next year. Jenkins Chazelle, too. And I don't believe he's going to have a big role in it, but um, uh, it, it stars, among other people, Brian Tyree Henry, Regina King, uh, Dave Franco, uh, but it says a woman in Harlem desperately scrambles to prove her fiance's innocence of a crime while carrying their first child. So that's going to be awesome. But my um, anticipated uh, follow-up film yes. uh, is someone that we have not heard from in quite a long time. It is the movie Widows, okay. which comes out in November, written by Gillian Flynn, 
following up her uh, should-have-been-Oscar-nominated adaptation of Gone Girl. And co-written by and directed by Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Coming back from 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. My goodness. It's a heist thriller. Hey. It's about four armed robbers who are killed in a failed heist attempt only to have their widows step up to finish the job. Boom. That sounds like a dope premise. The people in it um, are uh, someone I've not heard. She's a um, Broadway actress, Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned um, Michelle Rodriguez, but oh, leading oh, but leading oh, the cast. Points off. Go on. But leading the cast is Viola Davis. Okay. So her in a crime thriller uh-huh. directed by Steve McQueen, written by Gillian a- Gillian Flynn, in also starring in it Colin Farrell, uh-huh. Andre Holland, who played um, he was in uh, Moonlight. He played the adult Kevin. Okay. Uh, they had a famous diner scene together. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Liam Neeson, Robert Duvall, Carrie Coon, Brian Tyree Henry again. I'm in. It sounds awesome. And Steve McQueen is a boss. And he hasn't made a movie in like seven years, six years. So give me. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me. So that's my third most anticipated thing from 2018. Because of the cast of Widows, isn't it? Cannot <laughs> wait. Sure. You said Viola Davis, Colin Farrell, Andre Holland, Daniel Kaluuya, Liam Neeson, Robert Duvall. No, Duvall, I, I mean Coon, specifically the cast of Widows. It's uh, Viola Davis and uh, a Broadway actress, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Becky, and Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it sounds awesome. But it's yeah, a, no, I'm still. That's still really cool. Coming out in November, November sixteenth, big Thanksgiving release, which means award push. Good for that. Mm-hmm. Hope it wins. Me too. Okay, good. All right. Uh, but think about that though. We got like three movies this year. Yeah. We got uh, uh, Chazelle. Jenkins and Steve McQueen all coming out at the end of the year. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding that I hope none of them are the front runner for Best Picture. Sure. Sure. sure, I hope one of them wins in a shocking upset. Especially Giselle's movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Could not handle people shitting on him again. Yeah. He's a very uh, talented young man. mm -hmm. The other could take, especially Jenkins. He just came off a win. Yeah. Um, But no, I can't imagine the heist thriller (laughs) is going to be the presumed front runner. Who the hell knows? So, yeah. um, my number two thing, yeah. getting into my uh, more nebulous side of the list, uh, is going to come immediately after the release of Solo, a Star Wars story. Ooh, uh, we could talk a lot about what's, hap- what's happening with that movie. All right, uh, let's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the thing I'm looking forward to is the uh, impending year and a half long hiatus from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> This well, is presuming that Episode Nine keeps their whole Christmas thing intact. It's presuming Solo keeps its Memorial Day. Uh, fuck. Whatever. I'm. I am presuming that. No, I mean it might, the only it might come. They might push it to Christmas because fuck. They're not. They're not super worried. They fired Ron Howard. No, no. I, th- I hear that they're going back for to reshoot, but that's normal. But the fact that we haven't seen a trailer, and I mean. I mean, what's coming out this... You got Aquaman, which isn't going to pose a threat. Bumblebee, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is going to have... It's not going to be a huge hit. The only thing is uh, Mary Poppins Returns, and then they got the Spider-Man animated thing, but mainly Mary Poppins Returns uh-huh. at Christmas. But but still. Especially with Deadpool coming out a week before. Uh-huh. Come on. You don't want to be up against the second weekend don't let, of Deadpool. Don't let Disney push you around, or Fox push... Now Disney again. <laughs> don't let yourselves push you around they like that. They haven't bought it yet. That's a Fox decision. People are like, is Fox just like nudging at Disney? But, uh, Wait, I mean... they haven't bought it yet? 
I thought it was done. No, no, no. It's announced. They they got to go through legal process. Right, they got to right. get it approved by the government. Yeah, it'll take another like six months. Eight so months. so Fox is just uh, poking the uh, poking the bear, so to speak. Yeah. Yes, please buy us. Thank God. But uh, nah, fuck your Star but, Wars. But the other question is, you know, does Fox know something that Disney doesn't? Like, is Disney like, hey, listen, if you mm-hmm. want to move it, you can't because we're gonna bump it at some point. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. whatever. This is know. bullshit. I need a break. Oh, uh, we all need a break. I. But like. The past three have been really good. Yeah, I know. That's part of the problem. So if four... But, like, hear me out. If four, if they pull Solo off, right? Yeah. Ron Howard is a good director, which he is. And he sure. makes a good movie, which he arguably hasn't done uh-huh. since Rush. But, like, if they pull it off and it's a fun movie and you like it a lot, are you? do you still feel that way? Yeah. I'm playing the long game here. Right. Uh, I agree from a public per- perception. I, I couldn't give a shit about the public. I'm me... <laughs> I I need I need rest to sustain this because uh, you know four movies in a row is fine, but I think we're looking at like twenty right. to come. And if I want to if I want to make it, to- maybe <laughs> we'll see what Solo does in the reception to nine, and we'll see how many movies they're gonna pump out. But yeah, uh, if I want if I want to make it uh, as, as deep into this uh, never ending journey as I'm going to. Uh, I need rest days. Yeah. And rest years and a half. Uh, and yeah, uh, Solo coming out in May is the perfect opportunity for that. Uh, it comes out. Ho- hopefully it's fine. Uh, that you can go see it and be like, all right, Han Solo. And then stop for a year. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, episode nine trailer can come out and we can start doing that whole thing. Uh, but we can all just breathe and talk about Mary Poppins for a while, because uh, it's. Because uh, I mean, if Solo's great, then you know Solo comes out, then we're all talking about Solo, and then there's you know t- people are going to be bitching about Solo not being nominated for awards when that comes back up, right. and it's just never going to stop. So I just need a perfectly innocuous uh, little bullshit movie. Uh, maybe it's bad, and I don't have to see it, and that'd be even better. But I don't know. Probably not. I mean, it would have to be like here. I I don't think I don't think there's any scenario where we don't go see it, because if it's supposed to be like okay, uh-huh. we'd still probably see it just for the conversation. Sure. And if it's supposed to be terrible, we definitely go see it for the conversation. So I don't think there's any possibility that we don't go see Solo. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, I just I'd, I'd like it to come and go. And I'd like it to come and go sooner rather than later, assholes. Just do it. Just it's already it's already a sunk cost. Just put it out there. Yeah. Just I just be fine. You're buying Fox. You know the Deadpool money is all gonna go to you anyway. I worry about their long term thing. I think that there's been some serious uh, burnt on the name of Star Wars from this fucking these schmucks who are railing against Jedi because of whatever reason, but. You know, it's interesting, if Solo is like, okay, do they really respond to it because it's a, it's like treading in like nostalgia waters, uh-huh. which is what they th- thought was missing from Jedi? Yeah. Or are they like, well, what was that? There was no, nothing new in, you know, it's weird. Are they saying like, I don't like Star Wars, I want like this, or they're like, the Falcon, the, the, the whatever run he takes to win it, or whatever yeah. the fuck, the... Are they going to be like, oh, we get to see that, and like freak out because Jedi didn't have, you know, the 
the ball sucking that people thought it would. I think uh, I think it's going to happen either way. Yeah. I think uh, I I generally think that the prequel trilogy did more damage to Star Wars than uh, anything really could, and uh, it's still by a wide margin the most most valuable property uh, that exists. Yeah, uh, entertainment wise. You argue uh, that so they're fine. That what pulled them out of that nostalgia hurdle was uh, the 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 wait the, the what pulled them out of the the prequel stink was waiting ten years and then releasing a huge nostalgia bait movie. I would I would argue that. So, well, so I'm just saying if 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 there's stink on it from Jedi and I, the other ones a nostalgia. I, I, I don't I don't I don't think there is as much as you do. All right. I think they'll be fine. My second thing I'm most looking forward to, and I'm lumping three into one, are the uh, three MCU movies we're getting this year. Okay. Um, because I couldn't choose one. Black Panther in February? Uh-huh. Couldn't be more excited. Black Panther. Sure. Coogler. Soundtrack. That cast. Boom. Oh, this looks awesome. Uh, then you get Infinity War, which uh-huh. is like, what the hell is that going to be? Cannot wait. And then, you know, is is everyone likes to shit on not not shit on A Man, but like it was seen as like a less well received movie. Yeah. It was actually their leggiest movie of all time. Okay. So people did like it. I thought it was a fun little movie. This bumps the wasp up to actually having a role. But it's not even that I'm like necessarily looking forward to Ant Man and the Wasp in general. Sure. It's the That's fact fair. It's the fact that it's coming after Infinity War and before the conclusion of that story. Yeah. What happens in Ant-Man? And it's... Uh, what could you possibly do? It has to take place before Infinity War, right? Uh, there's no way that, like, they're like, we, we need yeah. help. And then, like, there's just like... And then Ant-Man goes off to to do some garbage. Maybe Thanos resets the universe. Maybe I don't know. It's I just, that is that is an interesting prospect of like I also liked Ant Man, but it's uh, it is undeniably just like a it's like a fun little bullshit movie, yeah. uh, and uh, Infinity War is gonna happen, and then they're gonna have a fun little bullshit movie. And like, <laughs> like well, what's you, gonna be in that movie? Do? Yeah, and there's not only that, but the next year we have Captain Marvel before the next uh-huh. Avengers. But it's just it's I I, just, I don't know what could happen in Ant Man and the Wasp. It makes me really excited. Like what is what is that movie? So I'm really excited for those three movies, um, especially because we're they're this close to just finishing this thing yeah. on top, which would be an unheard of accomplishment. Like that, you just sustain this kind of, you know, even if you and I didn't like Doctor Strange or Iron Man three, like the general consensus is that all of these movies, since arguably Iron Man two, more realistically, probably because that made a fuckload of money, The Incredible Hulk, yeah, all of them have been received moderately to incredibly well which is to sustain that kind of thing is mind it boggles my mind it's weird my mind's in a boggle it's very weird so this is the beginning of the end these three movies uh for what they're doing so far and it's it's uh exciting um all right drum drum roll great all right uh your number one thing that you're most looking forward to come back to it in 2018 uh i've already forgotten the Winds of Winter not coming out this year. <laughs> oh, oh, not coming out this yes. year. Uh, here's uh, where I've landed. Uh, the Winds of Winter will hopefully come out eventually. My tea is, like, really cold. Uh, <laughs> that's bad. That seems bad. It's not like, yeah, it's... It's not iced, it's just cold. No, it's just cold. Go ahead. Uh, There's no sugar it in will, it. It will come out eventually. 
God willing. Yeah. Um, and uh, when it does, uh, I, uh, along with the rest of the uh, book reading community, will be ecstatic, and we will devour it, and it will uh, be great. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, uh, I'm going to uh, feed myself on negativity. I'm going to ride the wave, the growing wave of frustration, uh, and just sort of revel in the fact that it's... Uh, I don't think it's coming out this year. I don't think it's really coming out next year. Nope. I think uh, maybe 2020 we get a book. Yeah, I feel like you would... I'm not sure we're ever getting a book. I feel like he would have to wait until the last season aired, right? He couldn't, like... uh, Because the last season's 2019. If he has a book or if he's making progress and then decides, like, nah, I'm going to hold back... uh, I think things will be lobbed at him. But, uh... But, yeah, until it, uh... Until it, until it does... Until it does uh, eventually uh, grace the world with its presence, uh, I'm going to, uh... I've decided to enjoy the increasing amount of time it takes. Uh, I'll laugh at it. I'll, uh... It'll, it'll, uh, it'll sustain me. <sighs> and uh, and yeah, we're uh, calling it now. We're not getting it. No, we're not getting it. There's there's no way in hell it no comes way. out this year. No that motherfucker way. was three months away way. five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> how you how you, he clearly hadn't sounds started. Sounds like sounds like my diet. <laughs> three months away from starting it or just continuing it. Yeah. five years ago. Um. All right. God yeah. Damn it. That's sad. It's the third time it's come up on this podcast. <laughs> Next year it just shouldn't come up at all. I agree. I think I've I think I've exhausted. Even if he well. says the release date is February fourth, <laughs> you're just like, nope. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'll um, believe it when I close the book. Yeah. <laughs> the middle of the book, you're like, I don't know. Someone could take this. I'll believe it when I get to the scene where uh, Danny's like, "All right, so we're decided. You're going north of the wall to kidnap a White Walker, and then I'm going to I'm going to close the book and be like, Nah, don't I ain't worry. Doing this again. It'll only take a year to a year and a half, <laughs> but we'll do it in a chapter. Yeah, we'll we'll be able to get to them. Yeah, get back to the wall." Go to King's Landing, form a plan, and then come back to the wall before they get to the wall. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm yeah, looking forward to real it. Real quick. Uh, you want us to bring... You want to, you want to take one of my dragons? Huh? No, shut up. <laughs> no, but you should bring a spare when you come, just in case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we teach your dragons evading? <laughs> yeah. Get some, get some riders. Hey, after the uh, after the, the thing with Jamie and they're shooting the thing, how come she wasn't like, okay, everybody gather up? <laughs> evading. <laughs> I'm going to have these dudes throw spears at you. Just try swooping around. <laughs> Incidentally, please do not eat them. <laughs> Fly really high in the air. If you see someone with a stick, go really high where they can't see you. Do a barrel roll. Or shoot them with fire. Anyway, um, my most anticipated thing this year, and it's it could be good, yeah. it could be bad. We'll see. Suburbicon. It's the primaries. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I thought I was, I was going to pick that, but then decided to uh, avoid ending on a political note again. It, but it's hard not to. <laughs> In the political time. I, I suppose. I, I could pick something else. No, it's, uh, that door's already been opened. We're here. 
I mean, it's going to be very exciting and nerve-wracking and serious. And you and I have agreed we're going to take a bigger part in it than we ever have in a primary. Like, we vote, but we're going to actually do things for it. Unless you seem like you're wavering on that. Point. No. But, um, but I mean, it's something that has to happen. And with, with all the shit that started this year and then the kind of bright spots that have ended it with the, all, the, all the stuff that we've won, Doug Jones and all that stuff, it, it feels like there's momentum and that people are taking an active role in it. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. Cautiously. Mm. But I'm cautiously optimistic for it. I... I... I'm going to be uh, keeping a discreet list of everyone I know that uh, talks about politics in real life. Uh, and it's like, can you believe the administration, the things they're doing? And then when the primaries pass, I'm going to take that list and ask those people, did you vote? <laughs> if they tell me, well, no, I didn't vote. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I don't want to say. Yeah. So we have to be at a joke she mad. was like, she was like, and this year will ever, but 2018, the year everybody's doing this, and I'm kicking non-voters in the head. It was mm-hmm. something like that, where it's like, yeah. And there was a picture of her, like, kicking someone. Because like, uh, yeah, for, for, mo- for the most part, uh, people don't know what midterms are. We, 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 can't just, we can't just keep going, we won how? Black women? Oh, that's cool. Like, no, 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 we have to work with everybody. Mm. We can't just keep being bailed out by the same wonderful group of people that bail us out. Um, anyway, it's going to be awesome and terrifying and nerve-wracking and exciting and, and invigorating, and I feel like we're going to get it done. Going in with optimism. Very yeah. opposite of what we were going into this year with. That's true. It was uh, quite a bit more uh, pessimism. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but, guys... Th- Ending on a political, possibly down note, uh, there's a lot to look forward to this year, and a lot of stuff you can catch up on, um, and especially because we gave you a TV show, I gave you a TV show that airs every day, yeah, and a podcast that no longer airs every two weeks. But there's quite a bit of it. There's a lot of to episodes to catch up on, and you did a podcast, and so yeah. what? I said, yeah, there's been like five episodes so right. far. So point being, there's even stuff from last year that can keep you going into this mm-hmm. year. Um, so happy new year. Let's make it a good one. Everybody go vote, uh, in months time. Um, cause if you don't, I'm coming no one, for you. No one can't say what'll happen. Um, and, I've been uh, barred from saying it. the advice of counsel. We're going to, yeah, our counsel's sitting in the corner. He's telling us to wrap it up. We're going to, um, wrap up this year's podcast in future 2017 and beyond to 2018. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your host, Noah. Listen, coming up, we got our awards show continues, especially with a brand new podcast we'll be doing right before Oscars. Um, But uh, uh, this Thursday, How to Get Away with the Podcast comes back. Yeah. Because How to Get Away with Murder comes back. So look forward to that. That'll be exciting. Uh, I don't remember what happened at the end of last season. We'll see the baby with the thing. Um, Asher's in jail. I'm I'm not watching. (laughs) Asher's in jail. Um... It's going to be good. Uh, you can find us on our website, which is oatsapodcast.com, on Twitter, at oatspodcast. My Twitter is Brian Dusserber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. My Twitter is at Noah Drukey. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, we'll be there as well, facebook.com slash oatspodcast. We're everywhere. You can find us except for Instagram. We're not on the gram. No. We should be. There's things we can take pictures of, but anyway. I'm not uh, a grammar. No, I am. It's fun, but I don't have any pictures to post, mm. <laughs> which makes me feel bad. 
Yeah, go everyone posts pictures of stuff. I know we really do. It's something I've been trying to get us to do. But like even a Chipotle, just like Chipotle <sighs> for lunch. Yeah, they'll know how much I eat Chipotle. Um, or how often I eat Chipotle. Guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this weird podcast. We appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. And here, as always, is your Simpsons quote of the day. Well, that I think I did pretty well in my tests. You may shake my hand if you like. Well, under the circumstances, I'd rather not. Eh? Mr. Burns, I'm afraid you are the sickest man in the United States. You have everything. You mean I have pneumonia? Yes. Juvenile diabetes? Yes. Hysterical pregnancy? A, a little bit, yes.